Cambridge Breakfast with Mr and Mrs Clark's Gallery. Contemporary art in Cambridge from Hockney, Hurst and Warhol. Cambridge 105 Radio. A busy time for Cambridgeshire actor Mark Hampton. Mark plays the British Prime Minister in the thriller Control, uh, which has just been released. And in January, you'll see him in Lift, which is an action comedy uh, also starring Kevin Hart and Billy Magnuson. Uh, Mark is on the line now. Morning to you. Good morning. How are you, Julian? I'm very well, thank you very much. Yourself? I'm really well. Um, I just wanted to just jump in and correct you on the uh, the control release date because it was scheduled to be released um, in December on the 15th, but actually they've pushed it out to January. So right now we're still waiting to find out when we can go and see, um, you know, my good self and, and hear Mr. Spacey's voice at the cinema. But uh, it's all coming soon. OK, well, we'll keep we'll keep an eye out for that uh, that locally. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was going to be a few days ago, but obviously, as you say, it, it, it slipped. I want to ask you to start off actually ask, asking about that one uh, because you're playing... British Prime Minister, and you're also alongside recently somebody else playing the British Prime Minister, uh, Kenneth Branagh, in the Channel 4 uh, film This England. Which one did you record first? We recorded This England quite some time ago, so that was a, an interesting job. That was I, I took a long break from acting, um, and I came sort of back into the industry sort of two or three years ago, and that was actually my first sort of return to TV role was to play this character George Gow in uh, in This England, and it was really interesting because he's a real person, and I you know I got to kind of look up a real person, and he, he's a he's head of the Chinese Institute for. Um, uh, disease control or something like that and, uh, and so when I was researching the character I got to actually watch this person on kind of YouTube videos and conferences and things and sort of adopt um, his mannerisms and accent and stuff um, but no that was shot uh, you know quite some time ago uh, so probably about a year before we shot Control actually and Control itself was only shot in January of this year so um, we're probably going back uh, maybe up to two years, eighteen months, two years, something like that. So yeah, they were they were quite um, quite separated. On, on This England I uh, had only a very small role which took place in this um, Chinese Centre for Disease Control and I'd never met, you know, um, Kenneth, but to actually play the Prime Minister um, and a very different kind of Prime Minister. Well, that's what Prime I want to ask, actually, because yeah. you know, you know, obviously in the uh, Kenneth Branagh portrayal, there's Boris Johnson, everybody knows um, what Boris Johnson is like. But when you're playing a Prime Minister, I, I, don't, I, I don't know, recent Prime Ministers uh, always seem to be sort of gravitating towards Tony Blair. I guess I'm sort of um, <laughs> coloured maybe by, by Hugh Grant in, 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 in Love Actually. It was definitely, definitely to, uh, some sort of Tony Blair kind of character. I don't know, how, how, did, how did you approach it? So the way that the role was written is that the, you know, the character of the Prime Minister of David Adam, of Adams is, is he's very kind of in, in, in league with the corporations. He's very much in the pocket of business. Um, a lot of the, the story evolves from the availability of data and access to data and the actual plot of the story to, is around a self-driving car that gets taken over by the, the voice of Kevin Spacey, who's this, un, you know, this faceless um, antagonist. Um, but it's all rooted in this idea that data has been made freely available and that's kind of the fault of the Prime Minister because he wants to sell the data and wants to, it to be huge business and wants corporations to make money. And so the, the Prime Minister that I play is, is very much a, um, a corporate... Not a, not a corporate stooge, but he's very much someone who has his eye on business and eye, an eye on the on the companies and how we can help them. And I think, you know, if we try to imagine a prime minister who's really in the pockets of the corporations, I don't think it's too hard to imagine right now that kind of prime minister. Um, 
So I like to think of my variation on the prime minister as being, you know, hopefully someone who's on on that side of the the kind of corporate line, but has a bit of that kind of Tony Blair charm to him. You know, he tries to, you know, he presents it with a smiling face and and as if he cares. So he's 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 very much a prime minister for our times, I think. Yeah. You you said so. You mentioned earlier you, you took a break from acting. I think you came to the UK initially. I think you're born in New Zealand, then came to the that's right, the, yeah, the UK. The did some acting fairly young, and then what? Why why did the break come, and why did you get back in? to it I left I left acting because it was such an un- unstable career and I was having I had children you know I, I I had some young children and it was time to kind of get what um grown-ups and my parents would, would call a proper job and you know I did that with the with the intention of always coming back to the thing that I love to do and and know that's I've been you know very very um, blessed and grateful that I'm able to have been able to do that I've been able to come back and um, ent- re-enter the acting world find um, roles and kind of establish myself as a in a, as a kind of character actor who plays kind of, you know, figures of authority. I play a lot of kind of doctors and lawyers and solicitors. I've played CIA agents twice this year, that kind of thing. And so kind of carving out an area where I fit in the industry um, has been really wonderful. And it's just kind of been um, lovely to, like I say, return to the thing that I'm passionate about and I love um, now that my kids are older and they have a bit more independence and, and I have a little bit more of that freedom. What did so, you do um, in the inter- in a hugely- yeah. What did you do in the intervening period? I went and became an accountant. Oh my god. I went goodness. from actor to accountant. So I just I just I just went to the next thing in the dictionary. So um I I you know I went and got, you know I I just I deliberately took a a full career U-turn. I wanted to do something that was completely aside from the entertainment industry and wasn't kind of like a parallel career where you're kind of close to the thing you want to do but you're not really doing the thing you want to do. I wanted to just step away from it and then my ambition was always to come back to it on my own terms and that's kind of what I've been able to do. Mm. And you do have kind of have a parallel career within the industry because as well as appearing in front of the camera you're also sometimes behind the camera as well. Do you, do you find it easy easy to switch or are you sort of like standing there when you're being directed and somebody and thinking to yourself and saying, oh, I'll just do it like this way instead? <laughs> I... I find it very easy to switch between the two things. And, you know, I, I make films and often I'm acting in my own films. And so when I'm on set, I have to go quickly from what's the frame, what's the shot going to be, directing other actors to being actually in that scene myself. And I have to be able to just flick in a second to the character and into the role. Usually because I've written it, that's fairly straightforward for me. And that's fairly easy. However, I really love being on other people's sets. I really love watching other people and learning from other directors, other, you know, other, um, other actors. And, you know, I love just being part of the machine rather than having to be the one driving machine. Actually, it can be quite a relief to just have that that one role to play and just kind of fit into the jigsaw, if you like, rather than being the one who has to kind of mastermind the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you did um, a sequel, I think. Uh, you were a CIA agent in, in something called One More Shot, which is the other film of yours, which is going to be around in the, in the new year. I have to ask, is really a single shot, or does the sort of director gently pan behind a doorway and come out of the other side to just create the illusion? It's an illusion. It's 100% an illusion. It's a sequel, yeah. So the first film was called One Shot, and it was done in the very much the same way. So it was a series of shots that play out, and they are sort of seamlessly woven together to appear to be one single take. And if you've seen the first film, um, it's it's fantastically done, and it really carries you through an entire narrative, and it's a big siege movie in, in a single continuous shot. And then one more shot does the same thing. It takes the same model and applies it to a kind of a chase movie that takes place inside an airport. We were shooting at Stansted at night. It was, you know, it was uh, pretty crazy. But it's all woven. And if you watch the film, you'll see that there's absolutely no way that could all be done in a single shot. It's just there's so much going on. It's a huge actioner. There's there's gunplay and there's all kinds of um, high 
high kind of stress um, action, people falling down stairs and over balconies and, and stuff that takes a lot of very careful planning and you could not do it in a single take. Um, so yeah, so it's brilliantly woven together to appear as a single shot. I've not seen the film yet. I'm going to see it tomorrow night because it's a cast and crew screening. So I'll be looking forward to seeing that. And then it comes out on the... Um, it's uh, 12th of January on Sky Cinema, so it'd okay, be, uh, yeah, great to see that. Look forward to seeing it. I'm, I'm kind of glad you've told me that it isn't single shot, because now I'll be concentrating on the action rather than worrying about whether it is or whether or, <laughs> or, or, or whether it isn't. You, you can try and spot the joins, and sometimes you can detect where they are, or sometimes if you, you know, often it'll be a whip pan where there's a blurry moment, and that'll be the transition point, because it, it, it's an, it makes it easy for you to whip pan it out of one shot and whip pan into the next shot, and the two things cut together quite nicely. One, one other film you've been involved in that. I had no idea until last night when I thought, I'll oh, do a quick final check, see, see what else he's done. Uh, Harvey Greenfield is running late. Yes, yeah, Johnny, Johnny's movie. So, so Harvey Greenfield running late is a is a another Cambridge comedy. Um, it, well, another Cambridge, a Cambridge comedy, um, which is sort of a wonderful, wacky um, story about a, a day in the life of Harvey Greenfield, who is continually running late for everything. And um, and Johnny, the director, kind of asked me to come along and play a, a barrister. Um, and what was interesting about that was that it was um, a character called uh, Casey KC, and I was like. What's KC? And I and and obviously the Queen at the time of shooting, the Queen had just passed away recently, and so we've everything had gone from Queen's Council to King's Council, of course, and we've yes. been so used to hearing KC as being the term applied to to barristers in court that it just seemed so sort of foreign that it was oh it's it's changed, and it was one of those bizarre moments where you realise that the kind of ramifications of a change of the head of state. I, I had uh, I found myself having uh, dinner with a few friends. Uh, one of whom was one of the other cast members, uh, Liz, Liz Barker, and we know Paul Paul Richards fa- fairly well here. And, Fantastic. Yeah. Um, she, she was telling me they'd won an award um, in in Ireland. Yes, the best best they, comedy, yeah. I think it was. It's fabulous. They did win best comedy. They they've done it really well. So it's a fantastic result. And they you know they, it's very much deserved. It's, it's a great movie. So um, sadly, it didn't make it into the Cambridge Film Festival. Well, they they didn't was, want to see it here. That was the other topic of conversation. I think the struggle now is to actually get get it shown in Cambridge. And I, I'm sure that there's a that there's enough people who would be who would be interested in in coming along. Absolutely, and I think for the filmmakers, it's a question of you know you have to essentially book out a cinema and then make it available to to people who want to come and play. So it's, it obviously takes a kind of financial risk to, to to put on a sort of big screening if you want to put a cinema together. But I think I think there definitely would be an audience for it because it is a local production. There's a lot of people locally who've been involved who who are in either directly or indirectly involved in the movie. Um, and there's a huge amount of goodwill. It's like they're a great um, team. Johnny's a you know fantastic director and and he made a, a really lovely movie. So I think it would be a shame if it didn't get seen in Cambridge. No, very much so. And you are local to uh, to us here as well. What what are your plans for for, for Christmas? Are you um, going to stay around Cambridge here or are you sort of wandering? We will off be somewhere? in Cambridge all Christmas. Yeah. So I, I live I live here in Cambridge and we. We've got you know family coming to us, so we're going to be kind of doing the the Christmas entertaining, and then various members of family coming on various different days over the Christmas period. So for for us this year, we're very much staying put. Um, my oldest son is back from university, so he very much wants to stay home now that he is home, and so it's um, it's going to be a nice time to just you know sit around the fire, do kind of family things. Try and get away from screens a bit and do do some analog yeah, things I was as well. Say, as, a, as a filmmaker and an actor, do you, do you sit down and watch a Christmas movie, or do you just rather play a game or something? I think we, we try and do a bit of both. I think you can you can out out movie yourself at Christmas if you're not careful. You can watch too many Christmas movies, and there are a lot of great ones out there, obviously. But um, I think that it's a it's nice to get a kind of a blend of uh, a mix of different things as well. And also sometimes you you get a bit tired of Christmas movies. Sometimes you just want to watch a good old action movie or a good old you know 
drama or something just to kind of break the cycle of, of, of Christmas movies. Having said that, you know, there's not there's not too many times you can watch Elf or Home Alone, you know. Yeah, you might possibly be, be right there. Well, look, Mark, thanks very much to, uh, for chatting to us. A couple of movies then for us to watch out for you in. First of all, uh, the thriller Control, uh, which is out now in the new year uh, in the cinemas and uh, also the other one which we mentioned uh, there. Uh, Lift, which yeah, is Lift. the Kevin Hart movie. Kevin Hart movie, that's yeah. the one. Sorry, couldn't find it in my notes, even though it's right in front of me, <laughs> uh, which is uh, Sky Cinema, as you said, in the new year. So, um, uh, Mark Hampton, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Pleasure to speak to you, Jim. Thank you. Have a great Christmas. Uh, yeah, you too. Uh, Mark Hampton, and that takes us to 9.22. Travel on Cambridge 105 Radio. Not too bad, really, this morning. Hawkston Road and the High Street northbound into Trumpington is slow. Other than that, uh, looking pretty good as far as the roads are concerned. And on the rails, uh, just that earlier problem, and it about and Edmund seem to have resolved itself, uh, which is also good. Uh, Cambridge 105 Radio and Neil Whiteside will keep you updated throughout the morning. And we'll chat to Neil now. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Um, it's an exciting day because we're going to go and buy a house later. Oh! <laughs> or, or, or to be precise, we are going to exchange, we're going to complete... Um, on the same day? Uh, yeah, well, there's been this problem. Um, and there's been a cyber attack on something like... There's been a... Well, yes, a solicitor's thing. We went to we went to see this house, like, about 12 months ago. And put it an offer, I think, early, early in the new year. And there's just been one thing after another. I haven't got long enough to... You need to tell us about what's on your programme, so I can't tell you the, the whole, whole story. Oh but the, the most recent one has been the cyber attack, which has taken yeah. out 70 solicitors. And, of course, I would have thought it doesn't take too long for that to affect any chain, no, to be honest. No, I'm exactly sure we're not right. alone. The poor yeah. old solicitors having to write out everything longhand. Oof! <laughs> Oh dear. Oh well. So you'll be in for Christmas then, will you? Uh, no. Then is the builders <laughs> right. and the planning permission, all the other things. So um, we oh, could have a bit goodness. of a few, few stories, I suspect, on that in the course of. Uh, uh, that's all right. That's what life's about. Exactly. So. It's what life's about. Uh, oh, congratulations. Fingers crossed on that one for Thank you. you. Most, that's, thank that's you most kindly. Indeed. Right. So coming up after nine thirty, nothing so exciting. Uh, although, ha- just let me double check. Did you get the box? Uh, did the box arrive this morning? No, it has not. Oh. Okay. I, I, I was planning to ask you a few questions from the box but if it yes. appears um, we've got one more one more show one more handover each so um i can maybe maybe if um it appears tomorrow okay dokie well i'll chase her up if it doesn't I'd, 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 I'd be bang on, banging on the door or maybe as has been <laughs> ha- known, known to have maybe dotty at radio cambridgeshire has ended up with one <laughs> oh bless her don't say that uh, so yes yeah, so yay will be on at nine at ten thirty. she is uh, one of the co-creators of how am i weird you'll have heard the adverts running here on cambridge 105 radio it's a cambridge created game card game uh but yeah, along the lines of uh cards against humanity that's a bit but, but this is clean it's a family game uh and we'll be finding out about that and about some of the other... And how do you write... How do you create a game? Because that's a... You know, that doesn't just happen, I don't think. I'd say uh, not that... so much creating the game. It, it's whether somebody else has created the same game. Yeah. That's, the, that's often the thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's true. I, was, I did say to Yates, yeah, I said I was at the White Horse in Milton once and there were these three or four lads sat around what was quite clearly a cobbled-together board, rolling dices and going, right, OK, so that's... 
Ooh, that's a seven. Oh, so what would that do then? They're obviously clearly trying to work out the rules of a game they were inventing. But yes, we're talking to Ye Tian uh, from How Am I Weird at 10.30. At 11.15, Dolly and Kenny's Once Upon a Christmas album will be our classic album of the day. They did a whole album? They did. Well, but this is all chosen by Bev. She said, quite frankly, she said, that, you know, I don't know how, how Kenny Rogers managed to get his name on it. He hardly appears on any of them. But it's mainly Dolly Parton with a, with a bloke singing in the background occasionally. But we'll have a track of that. We've got a couple of new Christmas tracks for you. Uh, brand new singles uh, coming up today from Paul Carrick. Uh, amongst others, and uh, I can't think of the other ones. Oh, Kate Rusby. Kate Rusby. Kate Kate Rusby's new Christmas songs are just just fabulous. Well, she's done a whole album, but then they've released two or three tracks off of it, so uh, hopefully I'll pick one which isn't sort of a a standard one for us to uh, to play. I like like the most wonderful time of the year, which we had on the programme yesterday. That's just just superb. Okay, well, this is a different one, so you'll be all right. Okay, no, that's Uh, fine. Well, feel free to play it. I like it. I've got a Where's Flossie for you. I've got half an hour of hits, half an hour of hits and headlines. It's all the usual stuff. Cambridge Breakfast with Mr. and Mrs. Clark's Gallery. Contemporary art in Cambridge from Kusama, Emin, and Riley. Cambridge 105 Radio.